Well, hello there. Thank you for tuning into Every Day's a Saturday. I'm your host, Brian Roof. You're listening to episode seven, starting boot camp. I hope everyone out there is uh, enjoying my podcast so far. Uh, if you haven't had the chance to listen to uh, episode one through six, please go back and uh, check those out when you get a chance. Um, and also, you know, I know some of uh, the stories that I'm telling may not be for you. you might not you might not like every story that I'm telling, um, but I kind of broke a lot of my stories up into parts. So if you don't really like something, you're more than welcome to skip that part and just move on. Um, I try to keep my stories not too crazy, not too graphic. Uh, you know, I uh, don't want to offend anybody out there, but you know, I just hope that you basically the gist of what you're getting from my stories is that you know you you learn from my downfalls or even my successes and you know like I said I'm also interested in hearing about other people's stories as well I'm hoping that you know people out there want to send in your stories or you know give me a chat on a you know message and maybe I'll bring you on the show um I do have some you know uh, future things coming up that I'm really excited about I'm not going to get too much into it because uh, they're just kind of formulating now but I uh, really look forward to the future it looks like we're gonna have some good times all right so if you guys been tuning into my uh, show up to this point in time, you know, I usually like to start my uh, episodes off with a little bit of a buddy check and check on everybody. Want to see how everybody's out there and see how your 2023 is going so far. Uh, I can tell you mine isn't going as well as I had planned it to or wanted to. But, you know, I'm really trying to learn the value of patience and trying to, um, you know, just go with the flow and I, you know, the things that are happening to me is, you know, it's, it's going to get fixed and, uh, in the long run, it's going to be better for me. So like I said, it's just, uh, learning the value of patience and it's, it's not always easy, you know, and I know right now times are extremely rough and, you know, um, people sometimes are too, you know, cool or whatever to go try to get some help or say that they're even having some issues or they don't want to burden other people because they think that everybody else is going through life and stuff. So, um, but you know what, just know that there's, there's things that you can do. There's, there's numbers out there, um, that I've given, this is a 24, uh, seven number you can call. It's totally free. Um, and discreet. It's the crisis lifeline. All you got to do is uh, dial 988 from your phone, and then you're going to press 1. And then it's going to put you in touch with someone who is educated with helping people that, you know, may need help mentally or, you know, just someone to talk to. And uh, no judgment there. And uh, if you don't want to talk to uh, someone, then you can text them at 838-255. Again, that's 838-255. And just, you know, give them a little text and let them know what you're going through and, uh, Hopefully someone can help you out and, you know, talk you off your ledge or whatever you may be going through and, you know, get you the proper help that you may need. But make sure you don't feel, you know, like you're burning anybody and reach out to someone, even if it's not a hotline number or someone, you know, just reach out to your closest people, people that are living life like you or going through similar things, you know. Uh, just bounce things back and sometimes you know just talking about things sometimes makes us feel better so don't be afraid like I said to reach out and you know there's your buddy check for the day 
Okay, so last episode, I left off with uh, me kind of talking about talking to the Marine recruiter, stop partying, and then kind of getting myself prepared to go into boot camp. And I'll kind of start off this episode with the day that I actually leave my mom and stepdad's house off to boot camp. So we'll get right into it. Um, so the day that I was getting ready to take off to boot camp, my mom and stepdad, um, they kind of went to have a little going away party for me for friends and family. It was kind of an open house type deal where my friends and family came over and, you know, sat and chatted with me for a little bit and were just talking to me and wishing me well, you know, going to boot camp. And I was getting some of everybody's addresses and stuff because I, I guess... You know, one of the things that I learned is that you could write people in boot camp and stuff like that. So, I mean, my recruiter did kind of tell me a little bit about boot camp, but honestly, didn't give me much insight on it. And I didn't really have a lot of time to, uh, the only thing that I remember kind of even an inclination of boot camp for myself was I watched uh, Full Metal Jacket a couple times and that was the only thing that I could like really relate my, you know, to what I could expect actually going into boot camp. Um, so anyways, you know, so, uh, a lot of my friends and family came by that day. I had, um, friends even that from when I grew up in Tatchby, they even came down to, um, I was living in Westside Palmdale. They drove up and I think that's about an hour drive and kind of wasn't expecting a lot of the kids that I grew up with uh, in my earlier days to kind of show up. So it was kind of really cool to get to see a lot of these people because honestly, uh, that was the last day I seen a lot of people because once I went into uh, the Marine Corps, my life just, you know, became all about the Marines for the next four years. <clears throat> so it's up until about the evening time because that was when my uh, recruiter was going to come by. So, I, I mean, I, this was all happening all on the same day. I was having everybody say goodbye to me. And that evening was when my recruiter was getting ready to come pick me up. So, you know, I I, I, the, I could remember being extremely nervous and stuff because I've never left the home. And besides, you know, kind of when I was younger, I moved away. But for the past four years, I was used to, you know, stability, having a home and life was like a finally stable for me once again and stuff. And here I am off to, you know, being a new kid somewhere, you know, doing something for the first time and just a whole nother experience that I had no idea of what I was getting ready to get myself into. So after hanging out with everybody, here comes a recruiter, comes to pick me up. I remember going outside. Um, the recruiter told me basically to not bring much of anything other than the you know clothes that I was wearing on my back. Um, they didn't really want you to have a lot of items to store because you weren't allowed to take anything with you into boot camp. So go out there with basically what I'm wearing. It's a, uh, my recruiter, he has another guy in there in the car that ends up going to boot camp with me as well and uh say goodbye to my mom you know of course there were some tears there um it was man it was kind of scary you know going off for the first time uh no no expectations of any, any sort and just uh here i am getting ready to go on and try to be a big boy but uh anyway so <clears throat> get in the car with a recruiter he basically says Hey, uh, we got to go pick up someone else. 
I'm like, oh, okay. And he said the person lived up in Lake Hughes. And I'm like, oh, okay. So we drive up to Lake Hughes, which that's kind of up in a mountain area. I would say it's about 45 minutes from where um, I left, but it's heading down to Los Angeles because that's where um, our destination is. He's taking me down to Los Angeles and I'll get more into that. So anyways, we're driving up and as we're driving up, I noticed that we're pulling into the same campground that I worked at. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, I'm not expecting to be pulling up into uh, the place that I worked you know, and I'm like thinking, oh, shit, man, is he going to ask him questions about me or something? Like, this is crazy. Um, and he's like, no, this is where we're picking a pe- uh, picking up uh, one of the other people. And I'm like, who in the hell is it? Out comes this guy that I worked with, and he actually lived at the campground um, with the uh, people that owned the campground. And um, we were literally picking him up, and he was going to boot camp with me as well. And I would end up going into boot camp with this guy. And I really have a great funny story, a boot camp story about him to tell later on in some episodes. You're definitely going to want to tune in for all these boot camp stories. But anyhow, so I'm like, oh shit, here we go. Now at least I kind of know someone. Um, wasn't expecting that by no means. Um, so it's the three of us now, three of us guys. The uh, uh, recruiter drives us down to L.A. and uh, they put us up in a hotel because we have to check in at like 3 a.m. in the morning to go to this place called L.A. Meps. And um, that's where we would have a physical from basically from the last hair on your body to the, you know, the last toe of your body. I mean, they literally check you from head to toe. No joke. So anyways, uh, the recruiter takes us up to the hotel and... Uh, they get us each our own rooms. We don't even have to share rooms. And uh, we, we basically go to sleep because, I mean, by the time we got there, I would say at this time it's probably like 9 or so in the evening. Um, you know, I'm sure we hit traffic or something. I don't really exactly remember the drive down there. Definitely a blur there. Um, but I do remember once we were in the hotel, we went to sleep. Um, and then we would wake up the next morning cause I believe we had to get on a bus around 3 AM and that bus was to truck us over to LA maps. And like I said, that's where we would go in for our major physicals. So at this point, um, we're, you know, kind of nervous. We're tired, uh, not really talking to each other we're, we had to get in this like elevator and, you know, we're all three just sitting there, like, looking at each other in the elevator. Like, I know in my mind, I'm like, what the fuck are we doing, man? I'm just thinking this is crazy. What am I about to do? Um, you know, so we basically uh, get ready and get on the bus to get on over. We pull up to this big old medical facility and um, they, you know, tell us to get on out and get off the bus or whatever. And walk into the facility we went ahead and went in the facility and we just get in there and it is just full of uh guys you know my age and stuff like that i'm like oh sheesh i'm wondering you know these guys must be all be going to boot camp as well little did i know that i'm already hanging out with the guys that i'm going to be with for the next 12 weeks um but and i would meet up with some more guys uh over at mcrd but the majority of us were all here at LA Meps getting ready to be checked in. So uh, LA Meps, it's they give they do uh, 
put us in through like uh, checking our blood pressure. They make us do all different kinds of walks with our feet. Uh, you know, check us for hernias, the whole coughing and turning the head stuff. Um, basically, it's just a, a, a big, you know, I think they draw blood. Um, you know, it's just a big, big checkup, like I said. Making sure that you uh not going to have a heart attack or, you know, die out on them while you're enduring some of the training that you're about to go through. Because some of it's pretty intense and... Uh, you know, if you're not in somewhat, uh, your heart's not in decent shape like that, you obviously probably shouldn't be going through with it. And, um, you know, so not for everybody, but anyway, so at this point they, uh, have us go through our physical. It's a big, long day for all of us. I want to say it's around three o'clock or something like that. And, um, after we all get checked up, they load us all into a big, uh, charter bus. I think we may have, you know, I don't know if it was, I think it was only one bus, maybe two buses. <clears throat> and, uh, they load us up into the buses and here we are, we're getting ready to head down to, uh, Marine Corps recruit depot, which is in San Diego. Um, but before we make our way on down there, they give us, uh, what they call kind of like the last, last dinner for you. Um, they stop at Denny's about halfway um, on the way down to uh, San Diego. And they let us get off and we get to get a big steak and lobster dinner. Um, so, of course, we're all grumming and we're hungry as hell because we've been sitting here doing all kinds of crap all day long. Um, so it was, you know, kind of like one of those like retreat, like a little treat, like, hey, here you go before you get in some real shit and you ain't going to be eating some real good food for a while. <laughs> so don't get used to this kind of eating, but anyhow, um, that was pretty cool. Um, after that we got on the bus and then we were off to good old MCRD San Diego. I can remember the ride down after we basically got that last meal. People kind of were real quiet and, some people were crashed out because they were so tired. I really remember just kind of looking out the window and, you know, I think I was real quiet and keeping to myself, kind of thinking to myself the entire time, like, dude, what is this going to be like? I was really in my head, you know, like, cause I didn't really know what to expect too much. Uh, watching full metal jacket. I don't think really gave me a, a feel for what I was about to do. But anyways, as we get ourselves and we pull up to, good old mcrd it's a gate and there's some marines there guarding the gate and at this point everybody's wide awake looking out the window and i you know you can hear everybody like oh shit like damn you know and everybody's kind of like at all because here's our first glance at some marines you know they're sitting there guarding the gate and they kind of have a way of making it look a certain way i believe for uh recruits when they come in um, but anyhow, so we drove through there and, you know, we're driving through base and kind of getting a feel and a look at all the buildings. And it's like, oh, wow. They give you a lot of time to kind of think about it before all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the bus kind of just comes to a, you know, a roaring stop. And these dudes with these freaking crazy, you know, covers come on and they're freaking screaming, get the fuck off my bus. It's what the fuck you do. And I mean, 
these guys are spitting and screaming and I, I mean hooting and hollering louder than you know you're probably used to and at this level you're, tr you're just feeling you're in trouble and you know you're just feeling like a little kid because these guys are just screaming all kinds of uh curse words and you know and and honestly at this level in time that's at the point right there at that point in time you cannot do anything freaking right and i mean anything every fucking thing you do at this point in time is wrong from the time you get out like they put you on some yellow steps and you know when you go to put your feet on these yellow steps you're not even allowed to look down at the yellow steps to put your feet on the yellow steps and you you know you gotta get used to having like a your your uh, feet like pointed out at a forty five degree angle, um, and you know no one could stand on the yellow footprints good enough for them and they're just going around screaming at you. I mean for no no reason till everybody gets off the bus and finally we're on the yellow footprints and they tell us to you know to go to attention which is you know our hands to our sides and thumbs basically on your trouser seams and uh, feet at a 45 degree angle and then from there they take us into uh, what they call receiving so receiving the next place that we would be taken into we all piled into there uh, at this point in time they would have us take all of uh, the civilian stuff that we brought with us or whatever is on our attire they didn't want us to take anything you're not allowed to smoke in the vicinity i mean anything that associated associated you with the outside world they definitely wanted you to leave and put it and they called it the personal effects and they just put it all in a box with a little label on it and when we finished boot camp they would give us back our boxes so um and then at this point too is they would introduce us now to uh, the two drone instructors that would basically check us in through receiving. And the process is about a three-day process because uh, they got to run us through all kinds of stuff. Um, right after receiving and stuff like that, they obviously gave us camis um, and boots, uh, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, kind of got us dressed up to be more like, you know, Marine uh, and boot camp ready. And they would give us um, all... Uh, the stuff that we needed for boot camp, including our bags to carry it in. Um, shit, they gave us, you know, would take us right in and get out our uh, haircuts. They buzzed our heads off. That was pretty immediate. Um, by some guys that were, they looked, these guys that would cut our hair, no kidding. These guys looked like they were some uh, Italian mobsters on the protection program or something. Um, and they would just... These guys didn't give a shit, man, when they would cut your hair. They'd just go in there and cut your hair, and you'd have, like, patches and shit. And you can't go like, uh, sir, can you please fix up my hair? It's like, get off my fucking chair next. You know what I mean? These guys were like, you know, get on there, buzz your shit off as fast as they can. And, I I mean, I felt, got, felt bad for the dudes with the longer hair. I believe I tried to kind of buzz mine down a little bit before I went in. Um, knowing that I was going to have to shave it. Some of these fools went in with long-ass hair, and I believe they were getting their hair pulled nasty status because um, some of these, uh, <laughs> some of the haircut clippers they were using weren't exactly oiled. I mean, they were pulling our fucking scalps. Um, but anyways, once we met with our drone, these guys uh, that would be checking us in, they would also kind of teach us what to expect in boot camp. Um, 
something that was a uh, big surprise to me is that you freaking march everywhere. I didn't realize there was so much marching in the Marine Corps. I wasn't much of a marcher. I played football. I wrestled. Um, marching wasn't ever a thing that I was familiar with. So um, the, the drill instructor started, those guys would teach us how to do certain movements. And because everywhere we went, you marched. You went, there was marching everywhere. So uh, marching was really big. And like I said, did not expect it to be such a big thing. Um, I also got introduced to doing Firewatch. Uh, and what that was is during the night when everybody would be asleep, uh, every hour they would have uh, a recruit. Well, two recruits get up and we had to get fully dressed in our uh, boots and camis. And they would let us just actually wear, I remember, a green sweater and then we had to wear like um, a reflection vest. It was kind of just a slither of a reflection, a yellow reflection vest. And we had to walk around with what we called them as moonbeams, <laughs> a.k.a. flashlights. Um, and we had to go around and make sure everything was good. And uh, if you were the last recruit on duty on Firewatch, <clears throat> and I really never wanted to be the last guy because I didn't want to have to be the one to go wake up the drill instructors. You had to go sit there and pound on their, uh, there's like a little, little piece of wood. You had to slam your hand on three times and request to talk to a uh, drill instructor. Oh, by the way, in boot camp, when you are in boot camp for the whole 12 weeks, you talk in third person. And what I mean when you talk in person, you would say, this recruit requests permission to speak to staff sergeant so-and-so. Or whatever. So anytime we talked, we couldn't refer to ourselves as I, you, me, or anything. It was this recruit. Definitely was something that we all had to get used to. And it was, um, you know, quite an adjustment. But these three days was kind of critical. And that's when they would, you know, try to teach us all these things. So when we got picked up our real instru drill instructors, we would already know these type of things. And... And, um, it was, uh, like I said, it was, it was hard to get used to talking, you know, in third person. That wasn't something I was ever used to. And I don't think anybody was, but anyways, let's, uh, move on. All right. So we're getting ready to end this episode, but before I end this episode, I want to end it off with a really good story. Um, this episode's kind of focusing on the receiving part of boot camp and when I, you know, left off and then I'm going to pick up on the next episode, Black Friday, which is being released into my uh, real platoon and meeting my real drone, uh, drone instructors for the first time and what boot camp was like for myself in there. Um, but before I leave, I'm going to give you guys one really good story uh, with this receiving platoon that kind of... I would say that it wasn't a very good way to um, start off. And, you know, I believe that these receiving drone instructors probably talked to the, you know, my real drone instructors. And I could definitely tell when I got there. But anyhow, so whenever we go places and whenever we sit down um, when we're re in this receiving group, uh, he had us always sit in Indian style, left over right. So we always had to sit Indian style, left over right, and our backs straight up. Um, 
and I don't know if you've ever sat like that, you know, after a while, it definitely starts to hurt and it could definitely starts to numb you up and you're not allowed to switch from the left over right thing. You can't go right over left. It's just not allowed. Why? It's a Marine Corps thing. Don't you worry. We do everything left over right. Now, going back to this. So there's this guy named Bradshaw um, in the in the platoon. And while you're in this, you know, you know, we don't really talk to each other much because everything is we got to move, move, move. There's not a really a lot of time to chat with each other. When you do chat with each other, you get yourself in a lot of trouble. But there's, you know, obviously when you're sitting down, people make facial expressions and things of that nature. So we're sitting there sitting in uh, leftover, you know, sitting Indian style. All of us are all sitting around. There's probably at this point in time, I say we started off with about 55 recruits. And we're all sitting there looking at the drill instructor and he's talking to us. And for some reason, I get a, a look at this guy, Bradshaw, in my peripherals. And I can just kind of see him smirking a little bit. And I'm kind of delirious at this point in time. You know, I'm, I believe this is about the, you know, we're on the last days before we're getting ready to be released off to our drill instructors. Um, and, you know, we've been ran through the gamut. And I'm just, you know, anytime you sit down, you're, you know, you're just like tired, restless. So I'm looking over at Bradshaw and he's starting to like smirk or whatever. And for whatever reason, it makes me start to like kind of smirk and and then I see him almost like look at me and then he starts kind of giggling and then it's kind of making me start to almost giggle. And I'm like, oh shit, no, 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 please, please don't start. You know, and I'm like, and I know how I am. I can sometimes start getting the giggles, especially if I'm delirious and shit. And I'll just start laughing my ass off like I'm freaking faded or something. Sorry. But anyhow, <laughs> we're sitting there looking at each other and I, I'm trying to not bust out in the freaking most you know horrific laughter but i can't take it anymore because i can't even breathe and my chuckle it can't really you know and the drill instructor he's at this point in time starting to see that we're chuckling and he's like what is your laughter at and at this point in time i can't hold it anymore and i just die and i just start laughing and he's like yelling at me and i can't stop laughing and i'm trying to stop laughing because he's getting pissed off at me that i'm laughing and i'm like oh no i can't stop laughing man and and the, that guy bradshaw's busting and dying in laughter too and i don't i don't know if anybody else is at this point in time i'm just dying and i know inside i'm literally dying morbidly like saying oh my gosh i'm laughing and this fool is chewing my ass off but i'm laughing at him <laughs> so um that was it. Probably the best of a uh, way to start myself off. I know that he probably transitioned that story off to uh, the drill instructors because I felt like he had a. I feel like the drill instructors definitely had a bone to pick with myself and Bradshaw at the beginning of uh, boot camp for a little bit. But uh, anyways, guys, I think like I said, this is probably a great way to uh, stop this story and not get uh, the too lengthy of an episode. Um, next episode we're going to get into we're going to talk about black friday and like i said that's being released into my platoon meeting uh staff sergeant hernandez discipline through pain platoon 1045 and uh meeting all the drill instructors that came with them 
And uh, you guys aren't going to want to miss those episodes and some of the boot camp stories that come with it. And um, like I said, I'll get into some of the training and stuff that we did. And I think it'll be a real good fun time. And uh, I'm hoping that uh, I got some future guests coming on to kind of talk about their boot camp experiences or whatnot. I'm going to reach out to some of my old Marine Corps buddies and also some veterans in general uh, from other uh, different services. And maybe we... uh, see how their experiences were and i there's some of my buddies that actually went from marines off to air force and i have buddies that went marines army love to bring them on the show and uh get their experiences what the difference was there as well but anyways i hope you guys are really enjoying what you're listening to if uh you think there's something that i can improve on something you want to hear about something you want to talk about please reach out to me and let me know Otherwise, you guys are listening to Every Day is a Saturday, and my name is Brian Roof, and...